Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back to Houston Hebrew Congregation. Every Saturday we'll be here. Again, we're going to continue. We have our wonderful Rabbi Avshalom teaching us about Shabbat, the Sabbath day. And so uh, that will be our discussion today. Why are we doing this? The awakening, our identity. We are the Hebrew Israelites. We're the original Jews and how to move forward. Okay. We're from Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're going to have our word for today. The word for today is Hakmah, which is wisdom. So we've gone over our other words, which is Yahshua, Yahweh, Shalom, Shalom Aleichem, Mishpaha, Ahava, Ab, Emma, Akot, Ak, Aisha, Mesh, Baragada, which is blessed are you, Adonai, Adonai, that's the Lord. And then we have uh, Mishiha, which is anointing. So we know that on that kefir.com, you can look up some other words if you like um, to brush up on your Hebrew as we go along. Okay, so we're going to do our Easter keeping it real, one of our, our favorite parts here. And so I'm Easter, I'm about to keep it real. So what is our subject today? Exodus. It's going to be Pharaoh, thankful, and the Exodus. So Pharaoh, thankful, and Exodus. So we're going to start with Pharaoh. So Pharaoh means what? The ruler of the ancient Egypt. In the second book of the Bible, we have the Exodus where Pharaoh enslaved the Hebrew Israelites uh, for a little over 400 years. They were in bondage, and he continuously lied to them, saying that he was going to let them go, right? So after Moses led them out to Egypt, he still, what, reneged and tried to kill them. What is your pharaoh? Everybody has a pharaoh. So let's, let's talk about that pharaoh, which is the bondage. Is it drugs or cigarettes? Is it sex, alcohol? Is it pain in your body? Is it abuse of man or woman? Or that love for that man or woman? Is it depression, eating disorder, anxiety, sleeplessness, sickness, suicidal thoughts, low self-esteem, lying and cussing? Greed, hmm, that's a big one right there. Anger, loneliness, hate, narcissist, racist, tradition, etc. The biggest one could be yourself. You could be your own Pharaoh and have your own self in bondage. Exodus 7 and 13 said, And Pharaoh's heart grew hard, and he did not heed them as the Lord has said. Are you heeding? Are you doing what the Lord has said? So I want you to take a second and think about your Pharaoh. Thankful. Let's go to the next one. Meaning what? Well pleased and glad. So I'm going to talk about what I'm thankful for. It's Easter keeping it real. I'm thankful for my family, my mother, father, sister, brothers, husband, our children, cousins, and friends, and everyone watching. I'm thankful for you all. I'm thankful for the times I was in my drunken stupor, drove home, uh, didn't even remember to drive, and God kept me. But God, met some people here. I'm thankful for the pastors. What? I'm sure you've had some pastors that's used you. I'm, thank you. I'm thankful for the discernment that I'm with the right leaders. Rabbi Avshalom, Apostle Anita Smith, and the other people of the cloth. I'm thankful for them. Okay? Because you learn. I'm thankful for a sound mind despite of my pain. And you might want, don't believe this, but I'm thankful for this nasty woman who spit in my face before. I used to always say, oh, somebody spit on me what I was going to do. See, the devil knows what comes out your mouth. So right after I had gotten saved, and I, I had, well, after I had gotten ordained, that happened. But God, his, his, his divine intervention took place, and I never did put my hands on her, but it, it grew me closer to him, that whole process with that. And so... You know, there's just some things in your life you got to be thankful for. But most of all, I'm thankful for Yahweh and the love that he has liberated me and set me free. And he gives us eternal life. That's the most thing I'm thankful. So, Psalm 106 and 1. Let's read that. It says, praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. His love 
endures forever. That's powerful. So I want you to take a second and think about what you're thankful for. And I want you to keep it real with yourself. So let's talk about Exodus real quick. Exodus is a mass departure, right? When the Hebrew Israelites, when they left Egypt, it should have taken 11 days. It took 40 years. Should have only taken them 11 days to get to the promised land. But what took them so long, what had taken them so long is that negative mindset, fearful, the whining and complaining, the sinful and ungratefulness. They were not thankful. Okay, so you have your what? You have, we talked about our, our pharaohs. It's not about your pharaoh, it's how you respond to your pharaoh. You know, when you was younger and you had uh, those little breakups and tumultuous relationships, but now that you're older and seasoned, you have an intellect where you sit down and you talk to somebody, right? You're not going through that state. We are not going to spend 40 years wandering around again in the wilderness in the United States, not knowing who we are and God's promises. We're not going to do that. We would not let our personal Pharaoh stop us from making it to what? the eternal kingdom for making it into heaven. We're not going to let those pharaohs, those pharaohs hinder us. So at any time when you're making an exit, what? First is your mind. It has to be your mindset that I'm going to make this exit. Then what? The second one, it has to go in your heart. And then what? It goes, your feet starts to follow. That's what has happened. You know, even with the George Floyd, it was already in my, our mind. We were already tired. And then when we saw that, that George Floyd was murdered, what? It, it, it just, our hearts, it, it heavied our hearts. And then the movement started. The movement burst out then. So let's, let's talk. It's time to exit tradition. It's time to exit hate for one another. It's time to exit what? Fear of going to the next level. It's time to exit anxiety. It's time to exit what? The Stockholm Syndrome we talked about. At some point, we're going to have to exit this place, this Egypt called the United States. And what? That's part of our moving forward. So that's what we're doing this about. Our exodus is what? Building up the kingdom of heaven here on earth. We're learning now. And my last scripture I'm going to read is uh, Micah 6, 6 through 8. And I'm just going to read. Uh, it says, what shall I come before the Lord? and bow myself before the high God. Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Lord, uh, please, with thousands of rams, 10,000 rivers of oil. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgressions, the fruit of my body, for the sins of my soul? This is what God wants, number eight. He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly, with Yahweh. Walk humbly with our God. That's how we're going to make our exodus. So we're excited today. Uh, Rabbi Avshalom is here and he's going to teach us more about Shabbat. He gave us, he didn't just say here's the process, but he gave us the history last week and that's a great teacher. And so today he's going to give us the process of it. So we look forward to your teaching. Uh, go ahead and take it over Rabbi Avshalom. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, uh, Sarah, <laughs> Sister Sarah. Thank you very much for the, for the intro. Um, and uh, thank, I'm thankful for all of you that are here today and all of us that are coming together as a Mishra family. And we're learning. We are learning together. I don't know everything. I have teachers. I have rabbi teachers, rabbinic teachers. Uh, I belong to a Beit Din uh, out of the uh, West African Jews of the Diaspora, which is a, a child of Beit Israel. And, and we're teaching according to the uh, customs and the teachings of Beta Israel. And, and, and Beta Israel, you know, we're trying to, as each generation, and I'm talking about the, the Ethiopians that are in Israel, the first generation of basically stayed with the old, old way uh, or the original way, the ancient path, uh, which is strictly Torah, no Talmud. 
And but the second generation and the generations now are learning, as we would call the mainstream uh, Judaism or mainstream Jude or join joining Israel, the mainstream, which are those that have taught Mishnah Torah and the Talmud and those books which are our guides in life. But here uh, in Houston, Texas, and here on, uh, as it says, the community of, of Hebrew in this area, we are, we're going with the basics. We, we are doing, we're going to apply what we've learned or what we are learning in Torah. And we're going to learn according to the customs that were and the commandments that were passed down from Ezra's court. That is my desire. So that in the teachings, I'm going to have to touch on certain subjects so that I can prepare you for your tikva or your immersion into Israel. Okay. And, and that's very important. And I, I think I, I touched on that last week and I'm going to stress on that uh, weekly that we're not just here studying. We are learning. We are, we are tearing down the walls. We are, as, 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 uh, as Sarah said, we're coming, we're Exodus. The Lord is bringing us out of the world system bringing out, uh, us out of Western teachings and, and taking us back to the ancient path. And a part of that, a part of the way that we're going to, to break us out of the, let me use these terms, the behavior modification that we've all grown up into. And that's why I said I don't have anything against Christians and Christianity. I can't. I can't judge another man's servant. Okay, I can't do that. I'm not against the, the Islam or Muslims. I'm not against any of that because we've all gone through a behavior modification. And so we're trying to, we're tearing down those walls. Again, conditioning, we've been conditioned to think a certain way, to dress a certain way, to act, and we've been conditioned to think of ourselves in a different way. In other words, we've been told that we're somebody that we're not. Mm -hmm. And so now, as it was written in uh, the book of Baruch, first Baruch, the second chapter, the 30th verse, it says, we will remember who we are while we're in the land of our captives. And we are indeed in the land of our captives. And they have conditioned us to see ourselves in the wrong light, in a negative light. And that's why our families are destroyed. And that's why we, we hate each other. We hate the, the color of our skin. We hate our hair texture. We've been conditioned to hate ourselves. So we're destroying that myth. We're destroying all of that. We're, and it's not just in the, 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 the logos or the, the written word, but is and the, we're gonna do these teachings under the anointing or the power of our father who's given us this Ruach HaKodesh. And so it's gonna take the anointing to destroy the yokes of behavior modification and conditioning. And what happens, and what is gonna happen, and we're gonna see that, I know that uh, Sarah or, or uh, Sister Esther has been experiencing is people are gonna fight against her and fight against these teachings. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason they're going to fight against it, even though they can see it in plain uh, English. And then again, in Hebrew, as we explain it, attempt to explain it in, in the Hebrew context, they're going to fight because they've been conditioned to fight against it. Been conditioned to say that the Torah is, is, is gone and they call it the Old Testament. But this is called, and they're going to defend Westernized religion, which is Stockholm Syndrome. That's why they fight is, is Stockholm syndrome is one of when you're at war and 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 you're captured and you're held a prisoner of war, they'll they will many times they'll brainwash you. In other words, they they'll go through behavior modification. And I learned and I learned this in, in the military about behavior modification. We went through different trainings. And so once your behavior has been modified, you tend to fight against those that would try to correct that behavior and you fight against it and, 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 and in turn you begin to uh, side with your captors. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we are now. We have people that are siding with their captors. And, and so that's called Stockholm Syndrome. And, and when you study Stockholm Syndrome, it tells you that most people are not able to come out of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm. So we, we're looking at a remnant of people 
that will actually be delivered from Stockholm Syndrome. But because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we think that we can increase that number of people that come out of Stockholm Syndrome and will start defending their captors. That's, that's our desire. And so in order to do that, one of the things we need to do and have to do, it's imperative that we do is stop the fighting amongst ourselves because we don't know everything. None of us know everything. None of us. I don't care whether you're a Christian, a Jew, or Islam, a Muslim, or Rastakshay. I don't care who you are, where you come from. We don't know everything, and we can learn from each other. But the most important thing we must know is that there is a Father who created all things by the power of his word, and he will send his Messiah back. See, But before his Messiah comes, we're going to see the prophet, Hanavi come in. Elijah the prophet is going to come in and begin to set things straight. Also, we can look for the spirit of, of Moshe. Uh, in every generation, there's been a Moses. In every generation, there is an Eliyahu. And the purpose of these, these great spiritual fathers is to guide the children of Israel back to the Father. Mm -hmm. Return us to the ancient past. Okay? And so all these things that we're doing are, are geared toward destroying Stockholm Syndrome, conditioning and behavior modification that we've all gone through okay so don't don't fight the messenger that's right don't fight don't kill the messenger all right don't attempt to kill the messenger because you're fighting against the father our power l we call it we say l our power he is our power okay and he is the power that works in us he is our life he is our life mm -hmm. okay and so we're going to cover some things, again, to prepare you for your tikvah, so you can enter into Beta Israel, the house of Israel. And there's going to be, a, there's going to, again, there's going to be a paradigm shift. You're going to have to make some, some behavior changes. You're going to have to make some lifestyle changes. There's no compromise on there. Let me go through this again. We must learn certain things. We're going to go through life cycles. Okay? I'm going to teach on life cycles. I'm going to teach you the things you need. Men, it's imperative. If you're going to enter into the house of Israel, you must go through Brit Milah. That's a part of the life cycle. Brit Milah. Okay, Brit Milah is the first thing you come in. That is entering into the contract agreement. It's part of the contract agreement. And I don't care what anybody tells you, you cannot break the command of God. He does not change. He does not change. If you go back to the book of Bereshit uh, Barah and back, back into and uh, the book of Genesis, and you talk about, uh, uh, you start talking about Abraham, our father, our spiritual father. He had to go through it, and, he, and they set the example. And as it says, I am the Lord your God. I do not change. And that's why we're on the Sabbath. That's what we, we kind of touched, we went into it on last week, and there's so much more about this Sabbath that I need to teach. And I, I'm not teaching you about the Sabbath, but teaching you the Sabbath, how to operate in the Sabbath. And it's not up about, you know, oh my goodness, you know, the 39 Holocaust, it's not so rigid. I mean, it's about doing the right thing. You know, it's about resting from our work of the week and just settling down and then focusing our attention on our father and, and how and why he created us and why he created the, the heavenly things and, and, and justice and mercy as 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 a sister talked about earlier justice and mercy walking you know humbly before our father these are the things that we need to focus on and forget the bickering okay. mm -hmm. so let me read something for you as we're going to be dealing with behavior modification and we and, and conditioning and again i'm going to teach on the array of shabbat the steps that we go through on the array of shabbat but before i do that i want to give you some more historical just a little bit just a couple of minutes okay so I'm going to be reading out of the book, uh, out of the Sefer today, out of this Sefer. And you, you don't have the Sefer, you can get the Sefer, okay? Not, not, no, that's the, that, that, that's the Sudur. But okay. the Sefer is a large, a large Bible. It has uh, books that, that you don't have in the King James. You oh, have okay. it in the Ethiopian Bible, you have it in the Catholic. The Catholic Bible, by the way, has these books. Okay, but I want to read something out here because I want you to, to understand, I want to give you a little uh, flavor of, of this great country that you live in that was written about historically. 
All right. So I'm in the book of Maccabee, first Maccabee. Okay. And I, I would, I, I say, if you can get yourself a, a sefer. Uh, and I'll, and I'll be listing these books. Uh, I'll be listing the books in the comments as we go oh, along. Okay, okay so, uh, safer. Okay, and it's C E P H E R. Safer. Uh, you have to understand. I have a little different dialect. <laughs> I talk a little different, so I might pronounce things a little differently. But in the eighth chapter, okay, in First Maccabees, okay. I'm, I'm going to read the first verse, and then I'm going to go down to like the 15th verse and start there. Okay, read a few verses from there. I want you to listen to what I'm saying, and then think about where we live today. And then think about the bickering that's going on between Messianic Jews and, 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 and uh, Orthodox Jews and, and Christians and, and Muslims. Think about, but especially about us in this country especially about us Israelites, Hebrew Israelites, and, and Jews, okay, that are the seed of Yaakov, right, who our father is Abraham. First Maccabean, Maccabees, chapter 8, verse 1. Now Yehuda had heard of the Romaim, uh, that they were mighty and valiant men, and such as lovingly accept all that enjoined themselves unto them and made a league of, of enmity with all that came unto them. Now this Yehuda, right? You know, he's, a Jew, he's a, a, an Israelite. But he had heard about the Romans. He heard about the Romans and how they accept anybody that came in under their protection, they would protect them. Think about that. Allies. United States and their allies. United States, the greatest kingdom on the earth. And people, are, and people are flocking to the United States, which is a child of Rome. Think about that. He had heard about the power, how, you know, people want to travel. They want to come to you. And it was the same way during the time that the temple was up. During the, well, it had been destroyed at this time because the Maccabeans, the first temple had been destroyed. But they were wanting protection. Some of the Jehudim wanted, wanted to join with Rome, wanted to go under the power of Rome. That's what was going on politically. That's what was going on at that time, you see? Because they had heard of the power. They know that power, that Rome was taking over the world at that time. And you know, the Rome came, they fell and the Greeks were there at one time and you know, all of them had that time. Now the Greeks were there at the time, the Maccabean, they were having trouble with the Greeks. So they wanted to get them Greeks out of there. So they were making a, uh, a rule. They were trying to get rid of the, uh, the Grecians because of what they had done. And I'm going to read some things that the, the, the Grecians had done during that time. But now in verse 15 in chapter 8 of 1st Maccabean, verse 15 it says, and see, I'm, I'm not reading all of it, but if you have the sephir, or if you have the book of Maccabees, Maccabees, you can read this for yourself and feel and see what's going on. Because these things are important. Remember, everything that's happened now has already happened. It's a cycle. Prophecy works in a cycle. Life works in a cycle. Okay? Everything that you've seen or everything that you have seen has already happened before. And what happens is each time it gets, it grows. It magnifies each time it comes around again. But you can rest assured it is the same thing. So you can know what's going on today based upon what happened yesterday. So I'm taking you back to yesterday, during the time of the Grecians, when the Romans were about to get in, in, invited into Israel. They were, the Romans didn't come in by force. They were invited in. Okay. They were invited. We made a league. And the father told us, don't make a league with the Gentile. Romans are Gentile. He said, don't, because there'll be a thorn in your side. And right now today, there are thorn in our side. Okay. He says, moreover, verse 15, moreover, how they had made for themselves a Senate house. We're voting. We're trying to take over the Senate, right? The Senate, they, it says, moreover, verse, 14, verse 15, moreover, they had made for themselves a Senate house wherein 320 men sat 
in counsel daily, consulting always for the people to the end that they might be ordered. Okay, so they would, they, it, it was laws. They would abide by the law and it would set laws in the Senate. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the United States. I'm talking about Rome. But what do we have now? We do have a Senate and they do represent the people. They're always talking about the people want, what the people want. This is what's going on in Rome back in that time. That's how they dealt. So what is different from today? Okay, now watch this. And they committed their government to one man. Listen to this. They, that they committed their government to one man every year. They did it on a year annual basis, but we do it every four years. But the entire United States of America is under one ruler for four years. So, and they committed their government to one man every year who ruled over all their country. United States, as president of the United States, he rules over all the country. Okay? One man every year who ruled over all their country and that all were obedient to that one. You hear me? Amen. All right? And that there was neither envy nor emulation among them. Well, that's not true, <laughs> but there is, there always has been, there always will be, right? In consideration of these things, Yehuda chose, uh, and they chose their, their men, okay? Now watch that, I'm gonna go down to verse 20 now, because I wanna get through this so I can get into the Sabbath. But I want you to see this history so that we can get, you know why we're doing what we're doing. Gives you a little history, okay? And so that when you see things, the elections and things going on, you know that it is part of Rome. It is a Roman style government. And we're not to make a league with them, even though, you know, we're here, uh, <laughs> we've been born here. We've been conditioned under their rule. And so we fight for, because of, we fight for the to defend it, because we've been conditioned to, to defend it. But we're trying to break that. We're saying, we live here, we're good citizens, we want to see peace here, but this is not our home. Right. That's it. So we're breaking out of that. One of the ways we do that is to, to, to change that conditioning is by keeping the Sabbath, okay? Keeping the Sabbath and the teachings, okay? So verse 20, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna get right into it. I'm gonna move on. It says, Yehuda Maccabee with his brethren and the people of the Yehudim, okay, the Yehudim, the Jews, right? Yehudim, or from the Southern Israel, have sent us unto you to make a confederacy and peace with you, and that we might be registered your confederates and friends. Listen to that. So that's telling you how Rome took over Israel. They made a confederacy with them. They went under their protection. So what was the big deal that was happening a year ago about moving, you know, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem? And they were, the United States is moving you know, moving the embassy from, and that was a big deal. And, and everything that's done in Israel is, well, we got to see what the United States is going to do. It's the same thing. There's right. no difference. When they made it the capital, right. That's right. That's right. Who did it? It was Rome that made it the capital, not the Israelites, not Jews. It was Rome that said, declare, this is the capital. That's not what God has for us. That's not what he has for us. You see, we have to break that yoke. We have to make understand what is happening. What is happening has already happened. History. So we have an opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. He says so that matter. So that matter please Roman well. Rome well. That matter please Rome. So when it, as long as Rome has control, they're pleased. They're pleased, and so they're going to protect you, and so they'll go in there and fight on your head. But you obey what they say. You obey what they say, all right? Okay. So let's go back. Now I've given you what, why they, that they made a confederacy with Rome. Now let's look at what was going on. The reason why Jonathan Maccabee and his people decided to do that. Let's go back and read this. Okay. Now this again. This is in. Um, I'm just going to read some 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 scripture, and I want you to go back if you can get back with me to read. But I'm just going to read a few scripture, 
to, to give you some, some, some things, okay? So what was going on? Okay, let me see. Uh, this is what happened to the Israelites. And we have to be careful. He says, First Maccabees, first chapter, verse 43. Yea, many also of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath. You hear me? This is, the Greeks were there, okay? The, the Grecians were in control. And so they wanted to get away from under the Greeks. They wanted protection from the Greeks. Instead of turning to the Father, they turned to men. Mm-hmm because of what was happening to them, okay? It says now in chapter two, same first Maccabees said they pursued after them. There was great war going on. There was, there were, I mean, the Greeks were just after them, just, just trying to you know, take control of them. So it says they pursued after them, a great number and having overtaken them, they encamped against them and made war against them on the Sabbath day. Mm. All these things happening on the Sabbath day and the, and the Yehudim didn't like, you know, they, we need to get away from under this. Okay, we need to get away from under this, so they need help. It says, chapter, uh, verse 34, the same chapter, chapter 2, it said, But they said, we will not come forth, neither will we do the king's commandment to profane the Sabbath day. Again, 30, verse 38, so they rose up against them in battle on the Sabbath day, and they slew them with their wives and their children and their cattle to, number, to, the, to the number of thousands, a thousand people on the Sabbath day. This is what was going on. This is what the Greeks were doing to the Israelites. On, and they were doing it on the Sabbath day. Because mm. they knew that the Israelites were not going to fight on the Sabbath day. So in, in, in historically, the, the, the rabbis came and said, we're no longer going to allow them to destroy us on the Sabbath day. If they come against us on the Sabbath day, we're going to fight them. We're going to fight them back. We're going to kill them. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna defend ourselves. They had to make a decree that the rabbis did that. Okay. So verse 41 at that time, therefore, they decreed, saying, Whosoever shall come to make battle with us on the Sabbath day, we will fight against them, neither will we die all as our brethren that were murdered in the secret place. Uh, another thing I want you to know about Jehovah's Witnesses were part of that. They called Jehovah's Witnesses. Historically, they were a part of this, and they would not fight on the Sabbath day. So from the Jehovah's Witnesses, they were there as Yehudi, and they keep feasts today. I know they keep some feasts on today, okay. Even it, it, right now, today, but they were part of that, and, and so you know they wouldn't prevent. Well, we have to understand that the Sabbath day is for everyone. It's, it's for it's everyone. everyone. It's in the Bible. It's not just for the Jews. It's for everyone, and that's what we're trying to tell you. Go yeah. ahead, Rabbi. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. That's good. Okay. Now. Um. I'm going to 2nd Maccabees, 5th chapter, 25th verse says, who coming into Jerusalem and pretended peace did bear till the holy, the holy, the holy day of the Shabbat, when taking the Jews keeping holiday, he commanded his, his men to arm themselves. Again, they were coming to fight against, okay? And it says many, and uh, verse, chapter 6, 11 says uh, that they, they had run together into caves. They were hiding. And those same caves are still there, tunnels and things in Israel today. You can find men of the day said they went there to keep the Sabbath secret. Okay. Uh, being discovered by Philip were burnt. They killed them on the Sabbath day in their, in their holes. So all this was going on again. And it caused uh, the, Jew, Jew, the Yehudians to make a league because they needed protection. Again, the reason they, they, they lost it because they had already broken and, and stopped doing the things on the Sabbath day. They stopped. And so they, it, caught, it caused them problems. They were no longer under protection of the Father. Okay? So the Greeks were there. Again, remember, the ten tribes were already gone. So you only had Benjamin, Judah, and some Levites there because the Levites were amongst them. And so they were, they were going through all these things, okay? So I wanted to, to, I just wanted to give you some of that history. So you can go back in the book of Maccabees and you can see what led to this league with Rome. And, and also, it'll talk, we can, we, later on, we'll talk about Hanukkah. And that's dealing with this, again, 
the Maccabean family and what was going on and why they did they weren't dedicating the temple they were dedicating the altar and we get into that again so all this was done because they were destroying the sabbath the whole thing was they did not want the children of israel okay uh to keep the sabbath and they did many things they forbid anyone to say that they were jews or they were sabbath keepers they were preventing them and they would kill them. They would, I mean, they were really killing them, okay? So they needed a relief. And again, there were Rome and we're still dealing with Rome today mm -hmm. for the Roman Empire, all right? So now I've given you some history, just enough to wet your whistle, just enough to wet your whistle. So to, hopefully to spark your interest to go and do some studying on your own, okay? Do some study, historical work, get, um, you know, do some 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 things that uh, that and the economics of the time, so that you can see that what we're going through today is no different than what was happening to our ancestors in the past. Okay, and and why we wound up where we are now, we made a league with Rome. We made a league with Rome, uh, uh, and so when you start reading in the Brit Hadashah in the New Testament, that's Rome, the very ones that we invited in. And now we're under them, and now they're putting their foot on our neck. Okay? Uh -huh. And they have, they still have their foot on our necks. All right? That's right. So it's so that they've got us saying that you're not, you know, everybody is an American, you know. I live in America. Again, they want you to, again, take the mark of the beast. Okay? If I can just say it bluntly like that, take the mark. And take, you know, but what the father said is pray, have children, get married, build your home, all right? Be good citizens. Pray for the peace of the country where you are. He never told you to become a part of the country. He said, pray for the peace of the country. We build our communities, but we, and we keep the Sabbath and we pray for peace and we pray. And again, in, in Solomon's prayer uh, at the end, it says, that they may pray uh, that they may have favor with us so that we can live in peace. So that's, that's, that's what we're dealing with, okay? So in order for us, again, to come out of this stupor that we're in, we need to return to the ancient path and, and, and let's go there right now. Let me, let me get right into that now because again, I'm, I'm, I want to be considerate of the time. Mm -hmm. Now, last, uh, last uh, one of the things we have, and I would say you, you have in your home, is one, if you can see, you, you can't see it. I have a, I don't think you can see it. Can we you can see it? see it. We can see okay. it. Okay. It's, it's the menorah. And we, I, I talked about it last week. And that's the small one, so you can see it. I talked about it last week about the, you know, there's also a Hanukkah, which we use at, during the time of Hanukkah. But the seven, again, and the significance of the seven. And when you light that flame on there, right you light that candle each one of them have and you can take this one candle and light the rest of them and the flame is going to be the same right flame is going to be the same on all seven of them and and that's how the father works he pour himself into each and every one of us and we have all that we need we all he does it does not diminish him at all and so rabbi we're doing two candles for sabbat on, on the menorah right just two right. candles okay well, we have single candlesticks. Usually, you can use just two of them and let them burn on there. But usually, by custom, people will have two, two separate candlesticks. And Elisa is going to get me a couple of them right now. And, and, I didn't, and th these are the candles, and you light them. Usually, the woman of the house or the head of the house will light these candles, okay, and let them burn out all you just let them burn okay that's your shabbat candle mm -hmm. the menorah is is our as our count as our representative but you uh, some people if you don't have those two you can still just burn two on the menorah if you want to okay all right if you want to use that okay and you so can do, you do that put, but if, do you put all seven on on the menorah at, at that time do you do seven you, you you can because the whole thing of it is and see the whole thing of it is 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 your you are, it's, it, it creates an ambiance, a, a, you know, a, a, in the house. 
And remember, back in those days, they didn't have electricity. Mm-hmm. So in order to have a good Shabbat meal, you had, you needed a light. And they'd have the manure around, and they would light those manure, right? Okay. So they'd have light in the house. Okay. But today, since about the 12th century, uh, we've been using, again, the Jews who have kept the customs, uh, Yemenite, Moroccan, you know, Beta Israel, they would light the candle, two candles, separate candles, for the Shabbat and let it burn all night. Okay, okay. for the, again, uh, the, so uh, you don't have to light the candle, but it just, it's, it's, a, it's a good symbolic, it has a symbolic meaning uh, that you're, you are receiving Kabbalah. We call it Kabbalah Shabbat, receiving. Kabbalah meaning, Kabbalah meaning receiving Shabbat. So you light the two candles in reference to Kabbalah Shabbat, okay? Receiving the Shabbat. And the Shabbat, he says, in the creation, during the time of creation, he said he infused the Shabbat with a soul. Remember I read that last week? He infused it with a soul. And so we are receiving the bride Shabbat with the candle, right? The lighting represented, you know, it gives an aviance, but we like to say it represents, uh, you know, the two covenants and there's different different teachings on it, you see. But the main thing was, it was to, to give a light for the Shabbat meal, all right? And, and, and so it's, a, it's, and again, the whole thing about this Shabbat meal is this Kabbalah Shabbat or this receiving of the Shabbat. And this is on Friday night, Friday night, Friday evening, between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. That is the first watch of the night, between 6 p.m. So I do it that way because again, if you live on the East Coast, it gets dark a little sooner. If you're in the Midwest, and then of course the mountain time and West Coast is different time. So I say in that first watch, between 6 and 9 p.m. Okay, of course, as when as summertime is, you know, it might not get dark till 10 o'clock at night. You see? So I, I, I get by that by keeping it within the first watch of the night. So that you're looking up, you're supposed to go out and see the first star. You know, you look for the North Star, you know, the first star of the night, and then you know that it's time. Now, before you light the candles, okay, before you light, now this is before you light the candle. If you have a, sh- a shofar, if you have a shofar, now some people will sound that shofar maybe at five o'clock in the afternoon, but they'll do it before nightfall. And what they're doing is you, you're sending out the decree to get ready because Shabbat is coming. So you sound your shofar, all right? If you don't have a shofar, again, you can go in. You can, if you just I, really I, want to do it. I just ordered me one because my son had one. So I ordered one. I'm, I'm getting it today, matter of fact. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. teach myself how to blow it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the best way, right? Or you so can you have go your... online, like we said before. You can go online and listen to the shofar and use that as your horn. That's what I have been doing. But you know, I'm graduating now, so I'm gonna get my own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you can usher in, and what it does again, it'll sometimes it'll spark conversation with your neighbor. They say, "You sound that shofar," and you, you can get chance to you get chance to to explain to them the Shabbat, why you're doing it, the, you know, the importance of it. And, and you will be amazed at how many people have been looking for what you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you sound the shofar. So the, the order of the service is, when you get up on Friday, when you start your day on Friday, you do your work as you normally do, right? And then about, but your mindset is, I'm preparing for Shabbat. So usually about noon or so, if you have, you start, and the men, this, this is the deal. Brothers, we're supposed to bake the bread. Okay, we're supposed to bake the bread. Okay, the, the, the loaf that we have, all right. Uh, honey, what do we call that bread? Challah. <laughs> we're supposed to be challah bread, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, now brother Mike is on here tonight. Now he makes some, he makes, he makes some good bread. That brother can bake some bread. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta give, I gotta give him a shout out. That brother can bake some bread, and more, to, and more to him than that. Okay, but he can, he can throw down that bread, make you eat your fingers. <laughs> but, but we, we bake the bread two loaves, you know, and the reason for the two loaves because it represents one is for the morning, actually for the morning prayer service, and the other is for the afternoon, the mincha service. So you have the shri service in the morning. And then you have the, and so all that bread, you really, you know, you eat it, you eat it. And then in the afternoon for the Mingha 
service. You have your, your loaf and you have your, your, your wine, you know, whether it be grape juice or your kosher. We want kosher wine. Okay, the wine has been blessed by the rabbinate. And, and so you get kosher wine, red wine, you know, uh, fruit of the vine, and, and you have that with your, your loaf. So, so you have, you sound your shofar, right? You say the blessing for the shofar, which is, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has commanded us in the sounding of, or the hearing of the shofar. Okay, I say sounding, but it's actually the hearing of the shofar. And so you say that, that barakah or that prayer and you sound the shofar. Some will say the, the, the blessing before, which I do. I say it before and some will do the blessing after. Okay. So again, first thing at, at, at about afternoon or some, bake, a lot of times I bake my bread on Thursday. All right. But, you know, and it's safer to do it. On, I think it's safe to do it Thursday night so you have it ready because you don't know what's going to happen on, on, on Friday. And then, so Friday, you start preparing for your Shabbat, okay? Before you sound the shofar, you should have already had your meal prepared, as it says in the scripture. On Friday, right, you're going to prepare enough for two days, okay? You pre prepare enough food for two days eating, right? So, you, and you, you bake your, br your bread is baked, you make your meal, and and again, you can be as stringent as you want to, or you can be as lenient as you want to, because we're not in in the land; we're in the diaspora, so we're gonna allow for some leniency. Some communities are very strict. Beta Israel actually is very strict on the Shabbat. Mm -hmm. Okay, very. But in, and that's why we have the Beit Din. We have the, 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 the house of, of our court, a house of judgment in each community. So each community is gonna be a little bit, so have some place where they're spending. So you have your meal, it's set up, everything is done, house is clean. Um, and then first watch, sometime before the first watch or during the first watch, you sound your shofar, sound your shofar, Okay, now if you have the if you have the siddur, uh, I don't know if you can. Can y'all see that? Okay, if you have your siddur, I have mine now. Yeah, yeah. Pick yours up. Yours look better than mine. Okay, yeah. Okay. So if you have your siddur, you would turn turn to page two thirteen. Uh huh. Okay. And so now the sound of the shofar is not in the 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 prayer stuff is not in the siddur. All right. But on page 213 is where we start uh, the Shabbat, the order of services for the Shabbat. But remember, you've already prepared everything, your meal for Friday night and, and the Shabbat, enough for two days, just as the children of Israel did when they were in the wilderness, right? And the Sabbath came. And you sound your shofar before you light the candle. Because once the candles are, are lighted uh, or lit, Shabbat, begins okay okay you start the date of rest okay now again the prayer for silent shofar is blessed are you lord our god and all the prayers i'll say i'm not gonna say all the majority of the prayers will, will start off that way blessed are you lord our god king of the universe okay and then you go on from there who has commanded us or you know commanded us to hear the shofar, the sound the shofar. Now let's get into, let me move a little, um, uh, again, I would behoove you to get the, the siddur from West African Jews of the diaspora. That is our siddur. It was written by us, designed for us, and it gives the customs, uh, it gives some of the history of, of us in the United States. Okay. We know that in the 80s, the, United, the Israelites uh, were taken, the Jews were taken into Israel, right? But we were already dealing with them even before then, um, you know. So we were already dealing with, with Beta Israel before then. The rest of the world was catching up to us. We already had the relationship, okay? And that's so why, I would, uh, that's why yeah. we learned our blessed are you, and that's the Barbara Kata Adonai. Remember, we learned 
Blessed are you, Lord. So those are words. So you can say that in Hebrew because you already know that. But go ahead. Yeah. Baruch Okay? And you go on with that, right? Mm -hmm. So I just said it in Hebrew real, real quick, you know, and my Isha has to tell me all the time, slow it down, slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. You know, I think I'm going fast, but when I get on with the other rabbis, man, they be going, I can't keep up. I know, man, y'all need to slow down. Y'all need to slow down. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's us. This is ours. This is not a Jewish thing. This is our thing. This is a God thing. This is the, the family of Israel thing. Whether you call yourself a Jew or Israelite or Hebrew, you know, we're all one people. We need it. Again, this is us. This is our, we, you know, Maisha and I we talk a lot of times about having family traditions. This is it, family custom. This is it. This is our custom. If you want to know what, if you want to know, or if you want to build a custom in your family, this is it. This is ours. This is from Ezra's time, even before Ezra's time. But it was written down for us. You know, we were talking about what is that? What is that we have that uh, that comes at Christmas time uh, uh, every year? They made it up in nineteen. No, not Hanukkah, but they made it up. Uh, it's got the Hebrew everyday oh, Kwanzaa. 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 We we're oh, saying, well, this Kwanzaa, is like, yeah. yeah, we they're making this thing. They they made this since nineteen seventy five. The brother here in the U.S. made this up, but you know, he didn't have to do it. But see, he didn't know that we already have it. What was ours was being used by you know the other people. Right? Other people were already doing it. We just we were just conditioned to think that it was not ours. You see how the conditioning works? And that's why we I talked and that's why I talked about that tradition, letting it go, all that tradition, and broaden your horizon and start learning about our people and what we should be observing. And we're not talking about letting you don't have to let all your stuff go if you don't want to, but add this into it. Why not add it and do the research on it? And be blessed. Your blessings are coming through and effectively. But go ahead, Rabbi. Sorry. I, I tell you what's going to happen though when you start doing it. You're going to, as you begin to apply it in your life, it's going to happen. The other things are going to disappear because you're destroying the conditioning and the behavior modification disappears. Because in this word, especially when you start adding the Hebrew to it, there's power in the Hebrew words. Mm -hmm. Creative word and will begin to destroy it. And you won't want to go back. You won't want to after, but you've got to have your face fixed as if you're going to Israel. You have to fix your face like you're going to Israel. In other words, do this. Don't just read about it and hear about, it, but apply these things. And and that's why I want to do it in the simplest form that I can. Give you this stuff and baby, you know, and give you some history to go along with it so you understand why. And what happened to us while we're in this position that we're in? It didn't just happen during the transatlantic slave trade. It started before then. If I'm reading about the, in the book of Maccabees and the things that happened, you know that it started before the transatlantic slave trade. Okay? It happened before then. But we're, it's, it just built up to a, the, the prophetical time came when the, the, when the 400 years had to happen. Prophetically, and so we've seen that happen prophetically. Rambam uh, would not, did not see this. He saw something different. But now that it's happened, he would say something totally different about Egypt right now, because we hindsight, as it says, hindsight is twenty twenty. We can see it now, clearly. Okay, we can see it, and so our posterity will look at us and say, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they see this? Okay, just as I look back at Rabbi, I say, why didn't he see that? Because it didn't happen yet. He was talking about things that he thought, but now we see it. Mm -hmm. And so now we're returning to the ancient past, which is our past, okay? It is our history, our heritage. We were conditioned that it belonged to Europe and the Europeans, the Romans, the Roman ancestry, okay? The Roman ancestry, but it was not the Roman ancestry. It was ours. They took it and applied it because we rejected it. Those are all our people in the Bible. Those are Hebrew Israelite. Those are black, brown people in that Bible at the beginning. Those movies yeah. you see are, are liars. They, 
they're not Caucasians. And I'm not saying that there's no white Jews, but I'm saying the original ones were black and brown. That's what I am saying. Yeah. And so, and so we deal with that, right? But the good thing about it is, the Europeans, is they preserved it for us, right? They preserved this. Now, again, Ethiopia had it and have it in a more original form. But, but again, and we and we were blessed, right? We were blessed in, in my household, right? We were able to go to Mount War up in, 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 uh, in the Bronx, in New York, 100-year-old synagogue. Our synagogue, 100 years old, in this country, where I received my Shemekah, ordination service, there in Mount War. They've been there, had history, right? And some of those people that are there, were born in the way, in this, and that's all, and they, that's all they know in this country. In this country, this is all they know. It's Torah. In this country, can you, can you, do you know how much a blessing it is? And I talk, I talk, young man. He's very, his Hebrew excellent. excellent. I said, I wish, you know, I repent. I actually repent. I said I should have taught my children because I knew. I knew I should have stayed because when I see it now, I see the blessing mm -hmm. with, the, with these, you know, young rabbis and, and, and they grew up in the way and they do their bar mitzvah. So they know the Sabbath and they know that on Friday, they start preparing for the Shabbat on Friday. They cook enough food for Friday and Shabbat. That's what we're supposed to do. Prepare for it. Okay, and so we have to, again, it's gonna take some time. Don't beat yourself up if you don't do it perfectly because we still don't do it perfectly, but we're growing. Mm -hmm. So as we, again, follow this to do, if you follow this to do, if you follow this to do that we have, mm -hmm. you will be just fine and you can go anywhere and they will, when you start going through the service, they will know. Now this is actually for your home. What I'm showing you tonight, this is for the home. This is how the family nucleus stays together because they see the father taking place and they see the mother doing her part. The children take part in this, what we're doing. My, grand, my granddaughter who is here with us, she sees, she covers her head. She's not two years old yet. She covers her head. She says, amen. She knows when it's time to sound the shofar. She's growing up and learning the way. Now and that's what we're here bit. for, so you can teach the generations. Teach the, yeah. Add this on. Teach your generations in the way they should go. Mm -hmm. Now, she's smarter than I am because she speaks Swahili. Mm -hmm. I hear her say Swahili, you know, and, and French. She's not two years old, but she knows it. See? And she's learning. She learns. She gets the Hebrew and Spanish. Not even three years old. So this is the blessing that we get when we return to the ancient path. Most of our people speak several languages. Most of our people that didn't grow up in this country and the following Torah. That's one of the blessings in following the Torah. All right. So we have lighted the candle. And the prayer is prayed by whoever the leader of the household, whether it be the, the woman. And I, the reason I say whoever the leader of the house is because we are in the, in the diaspora. And our families, we're trying to, again, tear down these yokes that have been placed upon us and take the yoke of the Torah and put it upon us, put it upon us. Well, a prime so example it, is my husband works on Saturday. You know, yeah. he has, so I can do it and he's on the phone. So we can do it that way. Right. Now, Friday night, okay? On Friday night, though, on Friday night, if possible, if you get, again, we have to make a way to do it, right? If we really want to do it. And that's a good, a good thing to do, all right? So, and then, so we do a prayer. And now I'm not going to, now the prayer for the lighting of the candle, okay, um, is, again, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his command, commandments and commanded us to light, to kindle the Shabbat light, to kindle the Shabbat. And that's how simple it is. 
It all starts off, blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who has commanded us, right, and sanctified us and commanded us to, to, uh, to light the Shabbat candle. That's the prayer. Right? And I'm not saying it in Hebrew because I want you to get it in English, and then later on we'll get to the Hebrew. We'll get to the Hebrew. But if you know, if you can do it in English, now if you have the Siddur, you can read it in the transliteration until you learn how to read it in Hebrew. Okay. I have a problem reading in transliteration. I can't read transliteration too well. But, but I'm, I'm learning how to. But I, I can read the Hebrew. You know, I can read the Hebrew script. Okay. Uh, it's, it's better for me to read the Hebrew script than the transliteration because I get all messed up. Okay. So if you follow the Siddur, if you, once you purchase it, and I, again, I'm going to purchase the Siddur, make the investment in the Siddur, and follow the Siddur. All right. Now, in the Siddur, you can make adjustments because, again, it's in your home. You're, 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 you're instituting this in your home. When you're the, the female, Amen, I should. 